This message comes from NPR sponsor Comcast Business. Is it possible to get business internet you can really rely on? It is with 99.9% network reliability from Comcast Business. Powering possibilities. You're listening to Shortwave from NPR. Hey there, Shortwavers. Aaron Scott here. Do you ever have that experience where you're thinking about how much you want a donut? And then later, you're scrolling through your phone and you see an ad for donuts, as if your phone has read your mind, invaded your private space up there in your brain. Well, your phone is not exactly reading your mind, but the apps and online services on it have algorithms, and these algorithms use your data to personalize ads and recommendations. And sometimes they can be so good, it feels like telepathy. This episode from The Indicator is about how government regulators are starting to scrutinize this and why it's actually really difficult for companies to get rid of that data. All right, I'll leave you in the good hands of Waylon Wong and Adrian Ma from The Indicator. This message comes from EarthX. The EarthX 2024 Environmental and Sustainability Congress of Conferences is happening in April and brings together all sides with one important mission, protect the planet. Go to earthx.org to register. This message comes from NPR sponsor Capella University. Sometimes it takes a different approach to unlock your true potential. Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format is designed to help you learn relevant skills at your own pace, so you can earn your degree on your terms and apply what you learn right away. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. This is The Indicator from Planet Money. I'm Waylon Wong. And I'm Adrian Ma. The other night, John Verdi watched a classic film, a movie I am also obsessed with, the 1991 action film Point Break. Now, is that like the hundredth time you've watched Point Break, your fiftieth time? It's well into the dozens. Oh my God, Point Break! Point Break! I just saw this movie like a couple of weeks ago for the first time. Ugh, congrats! For those of you who haven't seen it, it stars Keanu Reeves as an FBI agent who goes undercover with a gang of surfers who also rob banks, led by Patrick Swayze. Totally plausible uh, plot. <laughs> so many great scenes. John watched Point Break on HBO Max, and afterward, the service recommended some other early 90s crime thrillers. One movie called Ricochet, starring Denzel Washington, and another one called Rush, about cops going undercover with drug dealers. And this is an experience most of us are familiar with, right? I mean, we shop online or we stream music, and these apps or websites, they say, hey, you liked that thing? Maybe you'll also like this thing. These are examples of algorithms at work. And John is finally attuned to this plumbing of the Internet because he's a digital privacy expert. Algorithms are computer programs that make decisions based on inputs from users. So all of us use algorithms every day, whether we know it or not. Algorithms are like the secret sauce of a lot of apps and online services. This potent blend of computer code and data generated by you and me you know, regular folks doing stuff online. And these secret sauces, they have shaped our online experiences into something more personal, more targeted. But increasingly, they're attracting the scrutiny of government regulators. Scrutiny is one thing, but what would a company have to be accused of doing to get the feds to say, you have to pour your secret sauce down the drain? The Federal Trade Commission announced it had taken action against a company called Curbo. 
With Kerbo, making smart food choices is as easy as understanding traffic signals. So its parent company is WW International, formerly known as Weight Watchers. And Kerbo is a weight loss app that's aimed at children and families. The app collects personal information like weight, physical activity, what you eat. After a meal or snack, open up Kerbo's tracking feature. Enter the name of the food, color, and number of servings. And then it provides personalized feedback based on that data. John Verdi is Senior Vice President of Policy at the Future of Privacy Forum. It's a think tank in Washington, D.C. And he says algorithms were an important part of Kerbo's service. Kerbo, in this instance, used algorithms in order to better make recommendations about health, fitness, and weight loss. Those algorithms were not just based on the knowledge and the expertise of individuals at the company. They were also based on an analysis of user data. In other words, the Kerbo app wasn't just dispensing generic advice like eat more fruits and vegetables. It was offering personalized advice powered by algorithms built with data on customers' diets and activity. And what got Kerbo in trouble with the FTC is that there is a law that spells out how data about children should be handled. It's called the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act, and it says that services that collect and use personal information from anyone under the age of 13 have to get permission from their parents. Now, the FTC alleges Kerbo marketed their app to kids as young as eight years old and did not get their parents' permission. On top of that, the FTC says the company actually encouraged kids under 13 to, you know, fudge their ages when they signed up. The FTC says the failure to get this permission means this data on users under 13 years old was actually illegally collected. I reached out to Kerbo for comment, and they said they dispute that their historical practices violated the law. Eventually, Kerbo and the FTC reached a settlement, which included a $1.5 million penalty, which the company says is not an admission of wrongdoing. But that's not the part of the settlement that caught people's attention. It's what else the government required Kerbo to do. The company is required to delete any data that was illegally collected from children under 13 and to destroy any algorithms built with that data. Pour that secret sauce down the drain. This settlement is the third time in under three years the feds have required companies to destroy their algorithms because they say they were using ill-gotten data. The first time, in 2019, involved a company called Cambridge Analytica. You remember that controversy? Yep. That centered on targeted political advertising on Facebook. And then in 2021, the FTC settled with the makers of a photo-sharing app that the government said improperly used customer photos to develop facial recognition algorithms. John says the Kerbo settlement confirms the FTC is serious about using algorithmic destruction as a deterrent. This sort of remedy by the FTC can look really, really scary to companies. There's a good line um, in a James Bond movie that, you know, once is happenstance, twice is coincidence, and three times is enemy action. And these three examples, they're just investigations that resulted in some high-profile settlements. John says the FTC is watching tech companies really closely. Let me be clear. vast majority of FTC investigations are non-public. So we see settlements like the Kerbo settlement. And those really are the tip of the iceberg. There's a huge iceberg under the water of investigations. Companies are quite serious in terms of not wanting to be on the bad side of the FTC. So the FTC has signaled that it means business. But making sure companies actually follow through with deleting their data and algorithms, that gets tricky. Deletion is just far more complicated than people realize. 
Kanisa Ahmed is a partner with Alita Consulting, a firm in San Francisco that advises clients on privacy, security, and data. It's not just a matter of like, oh, we automatically know which data fields need to be deleted. No. It's not a control F, control F, delete. <laughs> Sadly, no. Sadly, no. Kinesis says data can also get copied and sliced up and moved around different parts of the company. Like if the marketing team is using one data set over here and the customer service team is using a slightly different data set over there. In the case of a company like Kerbo, their trove of data is going to have information the FTC says was illegally collected, mixed in with information that was collected in the right way. But it's all potentially mixed together and used in the company's algorithm. How do you separate legitimately sourced data from the illegitimately sourced data? It's really challenging to track that data lineage. And a lot of companies don't have the full resources to automatically track this. So it could get quite complicated behind the scenes at Curbo, which is why Kinesis Firm advises their clients to be proactive about good data practices, map out exactly how data is being used across a company, and be thoughtful about what data they do collect and hold on to. Because if the FTC keeps using deletion as a penalty, that could really upend how tech companies operate. Destroying algorithms could mean erasing the very thing that makes money for the company or makes the experience of using one app better than its competitors. As for users of Curbo, their experience might also change in the wake of the FTC settlement, because these algorithms may have found their way into many parts of the app. John Verdi at the Future Privacy Forum says depending on how widely those algorithms were used, getting rid of them could mess up how the app works for a whole bunch of customers, not just the ones whose data was considered unlawfully collected. When you're looking at a circumstance like Kerbo, there are lots of lawful users of this service, folks 13 and over, who may end up in a situation where a service that they enjoy and rely upon, and in some circumstances paid for, ceases working because the algorithms themselves become unlawful. If more cases of algorithmic destruction pop up, that could lead to an internet that's a little less personal, a little less anticipatory of our every need and desire at least until tech companies land on a new and improved secret sauce recipe. Or they catch the next big wave, like Patrick Swayze's character in Point Break. Via con Dios, Adrian. Via con Dios. <laughs> Via con Dios. Via con Dios. I wouldn't have understood this reference two weeks ago. <laughs> This episode was produced by Nikki Ouellette with help from Isaac Rodriguez. It was fact-checked by Corey Bridges. Our senior producer is VLA. Our editor is Kate Cannon, And the indicator is a production of NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor, ShipBob. ShipBob's warehouse management system can improve your efficiency, allow you to grow faster, and save you money all through one WMS platform. Get a free quote at shipbob.com. If you're looking for a new way to support this show and public media, please consider signing up for the NPR Plus podcast bundle. NPR Plus listeners get to unlock sponsor-free listening and bonus episodes from NPR shows like this one. You can find out more at plus.npr.org.